Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. Today, I want to jump back into our Daughters of Eve series, and we are talking about another wife of David, Abigail. She has been the topic of multiple conversations and even held as an example by many as a woman who was prepared for anything and wise beyond her years. Her story begins in the midst of David's running from King Saul. He hears that Abigail's husband, Nabal, is preparing to shear his sheep, and since David never bothered the shepherds during their time near his vicinity, he asks if Nabal would share some of these provisions. David didn't ask for anything specific. He was just asking for whatever he'd be willing to give. In pride and arrogance, Nabal refuses to give anything to David's men. Now, before we move forward, it will help if we take a step back so we can understand more about this husband and wife. Listen to verse 3 of 1 Samuel 25. Now, the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. There is no sugarcoating the truth for Nabal. The word means cruel, hard, evil. And the word evil means bad in a moral and ethical sense. It can be used to depict evil in an absolute negative sense. Basically, this was not a nice man at all and not one you would want to have any dealing with, let alone be married to as Abigail was. We will discuss the meaning of his name a little later. He is, however, a terrible man. That is such a stark contrast to the words used that describe his wife. She was a woman of good understanding. The word understanding means intelligence, good sense, having insight. I read an interesting explanation of this word as well, which said the result from having this intelligence and insight is that it gives a person patience and wins praise from others. This is powerful because this is exactly the kind of person you see in Abigail. If you are looking for a verse or a sentence to describe her, that would be it. They are exactly the qualifications she needed, in fact, to live with such a man like Nabal. She was a woman of great patience who had endured a marriage that would have led many other women to walk away. Abigail was no doubt admired and liked by everyone. Such a woman is rare and to be valued, but sadly her arrogant husband didn't realize just how wonderful his wife was, but his men certainly did. When they realized what their master's words would cost them, they immediately sought out Abigail. I always found this interesting. They had complete faith that she could fix this myth. In fact, they were betting their lives on it. The men tell her what happened and also share details of how David and his men had been good to them, even being a source of protection for them. I find it interesting how they spoke of their master and their expectation from her in verse 17. Now, therefore, know and consider what thou wilt do. For evil is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. If it wasn't such a critical moment for them in this verse, it would almost be a little humorous. The men are basically frantic and have run to Abigail saying, this is what happened. Now, what are you going to do about it? Because our master is doomed after all. David had reputation as a fighter and he led some of the toughest men around. 
They had every right to be afraid, and since their master was such an angry, violent, evil man, no one could say anything to him that would change or even help the situation. As I said, they were placing tremendous pressure on Abigail to save them, but this also reveals just how much they respected her. Women were not thought of highly in this culture, so the fact that these men, even though they were servants, had such confidence in her character means a lot. She is also making a bold move to act against her husband's wishes, but true to reputation, Abigail quickly raids her pantry, which seems to be very well stocked, and made her way to David, telling her men, to go ahead, she was right behind them. You have to take a moment to simply admire her calm attitude. She didn't panic, but went immediately into action, forming a plan on the go. This is a great lesson to always do your best to be prepared. And when trouble comes, try to remain calm. More will be accomplished when we do. Plus, we may not be able to control our circumstances, but we can always control our response. Of course, there was no time to lose in this situation since David was hot under the collar and in his anger was ready to lead his men, all 400 of them, I might add, in a full assault on Nabal and everything that belonged to him. Just as her men had counted on, Abigail intercepted David's mission of anger and showed just how intelligent and wise she really was. Listen to her words in verses 23 through 26. And when Abigail saw David, she hastened and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon me, let this iniquity be and let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. Let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies, and they that seek evil to my Lord, be as Nabal. She is face to face with a man who is utterly furious and acting in the heat of the moment. He has let his circumstances determine his response, unlike Abigail, who shows good common sense in this important moment. Her approach is almost as key as her appeal. She fell before David and bowed herself to the ground. She immediately took a submissive stance, appearing in a calm, non-threatening way to a man who was already on the edge. This was a wise choice, as this encounter could have gone very differently if she'd have just charged and said, Now see here, David, what do you think you're doing? Instead, she asked David to hear what she has to say and willingly takes the blame for something that is not her fault. She did this to save the lives of both the servants and David's own men. What is interesting is the fact that she does not excuse her husband's behavior or his character. She knows that he is exactly what his name means, a fool. I did find something during my quiet time one morning that I thought was worth mentioning. In Psalms 53 verse 1, we read, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Many of us are familiar with this verse, but I never knew that the word fool is the same word for Nabal, the name of her husband, and it implied aggressive perversity. 
I wonder if this psalm written by David had a direct link to this incident. Also, in Psalms 52 verse 3, it says, Thou lovest evil more than good. The word lovest means to have affections for, and the word evil is the same one that is used to describe the character of Nabal. This made me think that this was a man who had a great affection for evil, a terrible evil, and one of the reasons he was such a fool. This should serve as a warning to us to guard our hearts and our thoughts. What we love will come out. And if loving God is not at the top of our list, we will be vulnerable to Satan's attacks and can develop poor character like Nabal. I don't know about you, but I would rather be an Abigail, a woman who knew what to do in a critical situation and how to appease an angry and wounded heart. You could say she was skilled in preventing a bomb from going off. I love what she says in verse 28. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all these days. Abigail's game plan was to remind David of who he was and what his ultimate purpose was, and that would be King over Israel. She points out that revenge is not a good look for David. He has a reputation to consider as well as a future. When he is made king, he will not want to look back at this one moment of anger because it will be a blot to him. Sometimes the best thing we can do for someone who is upset is remind them of who they are and where they are going. We are daughters of the king. We have been promised a home in heaven. What would happen if we remembered that before responding in the flesh? When we get to our eternal destination, will we look back on certain moments with regret, wishing we had acted more like Abigail instead of Nabal? When we lash out in anger, that is exactly what we're doing, acting foolishly. Anger is usually rooted in pride and can cause us to do things that we will instantly regret. This is why it is so important to walk in the Spirit. In some ways, you could say it is a David and Abigail moment. Here we are behaving like David, all upset and ready to retaliate when the Holy Spirit intervenes like Abigail, reminding us of who we are and what we have been called to do. We are to leave vengeance in the Lord's hand and trust in him as the righteous judge. This is also a wonderful reminder to us to be an Abigail in the lives of others. We need to be friends who will remind others of who they are in Christ, what he has promised us, and to think of our reputation with others instead of yielding in the moment. So often, God uses others to give us the counsel we need to stop us from doing something that we will forever regret. David, a mighty man and leader of others, admits he almost made a big mistake and praises God for sending Abigail. Listen to what he says in verses 32 and 33. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with mine own hand. David was wise enough to understand that God used Abigail to prevent him from making a horrible mistake. This was a big moment for him and his men. A crisis was averted because one woman acted wisely and a leader listened. 
May we be women who are willing to be used by God to intervene in the lives of others with wisdom and help avert a crisis. Again, this is not done without an investment of time. Abigail did not suddenly become a wise woman who knew what to do. She had been developing this character and insight over her whole life. If we want to behave in a similar way, we will have to learn to say no to our fleshly responses and spend time in God's word so that we will hear his voice as he seeks to remove the dross in our lives. The principle of the quiet time is made evident again. And can I encourage each of you to make it a point to be a woman who leans into the quiet place. For Abigail, she had to return home and face the fury of her husband, but even in that, she acted with intelligence. Her husband was enjoying a party fit for a king and he was very drunk, so she chose not to tell him about what had happened until he was sober. When she did, it seems that he had something similar to a heart attack as we are told that his heart died within him and he became a stone. Ten days later, the Bible says that the Lord smote Nabal and he died. When David heard about this, he immediately asked Abigail to become his wife, which she does agree to become. After this, we really don't read much about Abigail except that she does bear children to David, but her greatest impact is found in this story, this chapter. She was an amazing woman who truly lived up to her description of being of good understanding, a woman who was patient during her difficult circumstances and would win the praise of a future king. I believe when we spend time in the Word of God on a daily basis, striving to know Him more, we will become women of good understanding who are patient with others and will win the praise of our King of Kings. And that is where we will end today's episode, my friends. I pray you have an amazing week and take time to dwell in the quiet place. Mm-hmm.